When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Dunzo. This is a podcast that explores hookups and breakups of famous lovers and friends, both real and fake, and all the discarded pop culture of yesteryear. I'm your host, Troy McKeady. You guys, welcome to another episode of Dunzo. It is me, Troy McGeady, and... This episode has been a very, very, very long time coming. People have asked about this VMA rewatch for a long time. And I just like wasn't emotionally prepared for it. I wasn't ready, but now I feel very, very much ready. I'm so excited for my guest. It's baby's first podcast recording. (laughs) Baby's first podcast. (laughs) (laughs) My guest today is a new friend of mine named Jacob Frazier. Jacob, how are you? I am wonderful. I have been spit on and dropped my phone into the New York subway in the past week, and I can't think of better ways to celebrate pride. <laughs> Start spreading the news. <laughs> <laughs> He's leaving today. It's like, I don't know. I've accepted it. Like, I've just put my phone up to my ear with probably like rat feces on it. So, um, <laughs> yeah, I, I am still healthy, and that's all I can ask for these days. Do you even live in New York if your phone isn't covered in rat feces, though? See, that's the whole thing is that people think it's like, oh, you dropped your phone into the subway. Like, why didn't you? I would have left it? I would have burned it. I would. And it's like, do you realize how many door handles, how many handshakes, how many yeah. like y- you can go to fucking Carbone and like get tuberculosis? Like, I don't care where you're at. Like, we've accepted this. This is a part of it. And we're paying for it. Like, yeah, this is the experience. I don't care. It makes you stronger. Yeah, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. Kelly Clarkson, two thousand nine. <laughs> you don't need to be spat on by a stranger in this in the street to have that experience. That's just the added bonus. That's just a yeah. That's that's hello here. Yeah, that's a handshake. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you guys may have seen if you follow me on the Instagram um, that I a few days ago posted this really cool like watercolor photo of Britney's wedding, and Jacob actually painted it for me. It's incredible. And I've, like, looked at your art for a very long time. I've always wanted to buy something. But I was, like, you know, you'd, like, wait for the moment where something, like, pops out at you or whatever. And that was it. Like, that was, like, the one. And I was, like, I'm very, very much feeling this. And, yeah, so, for first of all, where can people follow your art? Let's just plug it from the top. Um, so, because I do watercolors, I am a visual medium, so I am currently on Instagram as watercolor whore. It is a combined word. We are um, all together in one unit. We are not watercolor whore, as my mom likes to introduce to her friends. <laughs> um, and, yeah, I, um, you can find me at the northern corner of McCarran Park. I just finished my second day of doing portraits in the park. It's a very, like, financially accessible way of um meeting people and getting my art and it's of you or your puppy or your baby or your boyfriend and you like you can switch it up all you want but 
um, I'm assuming kind of our connection is mostly through my pop culture work. Oh, yes. Jacob has painted pretty much every episode I've done of this podcast. You have a painting of, it's wild. And I was like- I've given you three free thumbnails (laughs) (laughs) no literally it's crazy like when I was scrolling through I mean the the way that I came up with us with the idea for us to record this specific award show was because I saw that you had painted um Britney her like hot dog promo for the 2001 VMAs and I was like we should do a VMAs together like your whole and it's wild like you have the coolest the people that listen to my show would absolutely fucking love your art so go to Jacob's Instagram. It's so good. And it's like trippy watercolors. Like, it's like, like my painting is like if Britney, if everybody at Britney's wedding was on acid, that's what it looks like. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Who's saying they weren't? Oh my God. Right. Seen those pictures, Like they were um, some <laughs> psychedelic, but uh, yeah, I, I think like if I always say, if you want a picture, like fucking get a camera, like this is kind of my interpretation. It's how I want to portray things and how I view things and put a little flair on it, put my little stamp on it. And um, I've been so lucky and blessed enough to like have so many opportunities and meet so many wonderful people like you that have like responded to it and um, you know, all the support to people like Brittany. So if, if I can find it's kind of been my way of finding people who equally love these celebrities because they want to you know see different interpretations of them they are kind of our our muses our deities that we kind of like want to create art of and you know I'm not going to do one of like Mary and Joseph so um, I I, I do Brittany and K-Fed yeah (laughs) right and the night that we just had established that we were going to record together you were literally on your way to a party dressed as Courtney Love and I was like (laughs) "Mm, I think that this will be fine like I think that this will work out just fine yeah yeah I um I live with it in my daily life through my art into my vocal podcasting life that is currently being born you're the mid midwife yeah (laughs) yeah I I think um oh god I I wish Courtney Love showed up to to what we're talking about like I really (laughs) it really could have like been the cherry on top it's only a matter of time before Courtney peeks her little head up from my zoom camera at some point she will pop in at some point I just know he has to oh my god and I will be waiting with beckoned ear (laughs) yeah well, speaking of Britney and Courtney Love and all of those things, we are talking about the Video Music Awards today. And it's not just any Video Music Awards. No, no, it no. is, like, I would say, in my opinion, one of the weirdest, unique video, like, VMAs, hands down. Like, just feels like its own, it's the screen three of VMAs. It's, like, weird and wacky, and it's, like, it's in, in its own world, and it's wild. Yeah. Yeah, if, if you told me all these celebrities were just like stuck in purgatory or this was the first human zoo and this was just like a look into the first enclosure openings, like I'd be like, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. This this literally looks like the reptile house of celebrities. Like I cannot believe that I am having to watch Tommy Lee Jones or Tommy Lee and fucking Kid Rock get torn apart. Like, oh my God. <laughs> like, Oh my god. Human Zoo is like a really great because well and they're literally in like these weird like enclosures because they're all performing in different hotel rooms. So for anyone who hasn't seen the 2007 VMAs, I can't imagine that you're listening to this and haven't. But if maybe you don't remember, it took place in Vegas and 
it was very famously very much live and very famously very much drunk and very famously very much not sober at all everybody's all coked out of their minds and instead of doing like the traditional like you know stage performances everybody has a themed hotel suite and they grouped the celebrities in these suites so like there's like six celebrities performing in this room and then six performing in this room and they're literally just rooms at the palm um it's and if, if you told me if the if that's where they slept that night I would literally agree I'd be like if they just partied till they passed out and those are their hotel rooms that like MTV was just like we'll give you bed and board like just like perform three songs for five seconds and like we'll cut in and there's just an orgy happening like I would have not yeah. been surprised like if in the background like Rihanna performs on a bed yeah like her stage yes. is a bed for part of one of her performances she performed <laughs> on a bed in the palm like with fallout boy and panic at the disco or, or or gym class heroes rihanna performed with fallout boy like what yeah. that it's was honestly just, such a beautiful moment for me <laughs> it was my highlight to be honest um why you watch the vmas is to see these like collaborations that you would never be able to witness like yeah I, I love that like shut up and drive is being sang by fallout boy like right yeah it's good and you know I used to have a lot of obviously like animosity towards this specific uh this specific one the 2007 one um I just remember even outside of the Britney stuff I just remember back in the day everybody saying that it was like a mess and that it was like uncoordinated and whatever but now like that's obviously the charm of it I mean mm -hmm. it feels like I said like this lightning in a bottle moment that they could never recreate and it also was like the beginning of because they were trying to do this thing where it was like go to mtv.com and you can see what's happening in all these different rooms and I feel like that must have been the first time they had ever done anything like that because it was very uncoordinated but it was like 2007 internet you know yeah, I think it was such a like platform for so many things that were gonna like become such a mainstay in public zeitgeist and culture. Like when you think about Rihanna, you think about social media influence, you think about reality TV, like these are things that were like gonna be hit and miss. This was Napster. This was like mm. passing ships in people's eyes. And now they are such like, like, the fact that this is like Rihanna's like prom night is so yeah. weird to think about and how long ago that is. Well, Rihanna's prom night is like the perfect way to describe this evening. Honestly, she is the princess tonight. And when you were like describing like how messy it is, I could have told you, we could have stayed inside, had no pan shots of the hotel. You could not have said the name or anything. This is such a Vegas night. Like this is such a, night of debauchery and brutality yeah. and confusion like it, it really just embodies the idea of vegas it not in just like the synecdoche of each room is a different part of the night like yeah I, I really think it is its own alice in wonderland like down the rabbit hole of the palms hotel <laughs> <laughs> it's true and it it is brutal there's something very sort of um you know, it feels like, because, like, I mean, obviously it's 2007, and it just feels like the implosion of celebrity culture at the time, and just how kind of dark it was, 
And, you know, it's also really, you know, this is also Chris Brown's debut as an artist and like, you know, that whole thing and Rihanna are like the prince and princess. And it's just knowing what is to come of this year. Uh, For everyone, success, it it, it is a birth and a death. And um, speaking of, there are like so many or confirmed abusers after the show and I get like maybe we should just say men have an issue and leave it there but the fact that like there are so many names that have been raked through the mud at this point that are rising or established stars is alarming and concerning and the fact that we put up like this was not the last of it like well, tell me first and foremost, like, do you remember watching this? Like, do you remember where you were when you saw it or when you saw it for the first time? So I hope this doesn't, like, have the audience turn against me, let alone you. <laughs> I am, like, I am quite young. Um, I think I was, like, nine when this came out. And so my idea of pop culture outside of, like, the music videos me and my parents watched in the morning was just being formed and like I hate to I hate to say it but like I I really think I probably was just like I'm gonna watch this because of my now cd like I want to see like like I I know what break the ice is but I want to see what Britney Spears is about I want to see what like fall like fall boy is only thanks for the memories in my head and so um I really I remember an early YouTube clip of the what we will discuss Alicia Keys performance mm-hmm. it was very significant for me for multiple reasons and so um I, I remember having a lot of these songs probably from this show on my iPod and um yeah this was really just like the shaping into Jacob's individual idea of pop culture and not so much what his parents were you know putting in a plate in front of him this was him getting out and going and trying the balmy sandwich and the different tastes of from all over yeah what a year to have to be wide-eyed and bushy tail I know I know (laughs) what a year to shape you because this was like I mean it was just such a I can tell you was like a person who like was like fully formed at this time like it was like a build-up of like a just a horrifically dark time in pop culture and these award shows had become this like I don't know they almost became like a like a way for celeb like a, an outlet for celebrities to just be ripped apart and ridiculed and kind of made fun of and boy are they like yes let's like get into it let's like the choice of comedians tonight like <laughs> yes let's start with the let's start with the opening of this award show you guys may have heard of it <laughs> you may have heard tell of it or you know you know somebody who knows somebody um but there's a little little underground artist named Britney Jean Spears who opened up this award show and i've talked about this performance on this podcast before but never in obviously not in this context. And um, what I found really funny was that, so what I know from researching her performance is that like the night before she was like out getting her absolute life all over Vegas, right? So she's out partying with like Paris and 50 Cent and Diddy and 
um Dallas are those where, is that where those photos are from of her in the fedora and she's just like literally like pizzaniera <laughs> girl like leaned over like hey like what's up <laughs> holding her little fendi like, bag like <laughs> yeah like the little sister under paris's wing like oh my god <gasps> yes. i had no idea that's what it's from i did not realize that's the night before yeah so she was out until like five in the morning partying with them and it made me laugh because they kept flashing to diddy and like 50 while she was performing and i'm like they just left her like that is when you go to class and you see your friend show up 30 minutes late in sunglasses <laughs> and you're like i know why like I get everybody has the context but they don't know like the dirty details and Diddy's like damn girl we we went too hard on her we, we really yes <laughs> like fuck we should have told Britney to go home uh, fuck she had class in the morning damn it yeah. <laughs> so I don't remember who it was it was somebody that was there saying they gave an exclusive to some to some uh, maybe Perez Hilton or something and they were like well yeah Britney really wanted to fuck Dallas Austin and like Dallas was staying like for a long time so Britney stayed because she wanted to hook up with Dallas Austin um but you know I mean the folklore around this performance is just as iconic as the performance itself like she they had this like costume made for her that she was just like no I want to wear underwear and uh, Ken Paves, who used to be Jessica Simpson's hairstylist, tried to do her hair, and I guess she, like, didn't like him. Like, he had said something that, like, really turned her off, so they kicked him out, and they glued some hair to her skull, and she went out. I mean, it was, like, really crazy. There was a real, like, America's Next Top Model elimination of Britney's team. Like, it really looked like the Trump cabinet. Like, get the <laughs> hairstylist out, get the makeup artist out, like... Who, who's fucking up her nails like she she really like and I mean that is like becoming of someone who is going through something and pushes away the people trying to help them right and there are multiple versions of this performance like mm. now like multiple like what god is it it's like over 10 years yeah fuck we have like 15 years difference and we've had video coming out of the dress rehearsal of yeah. the um iconic ponytail just pull it back which made many revisits in her vegas shows when she was doing the peace of me tour and there is the um stand-in where the choreographer does britney's part and shows what it was meant to be right and so there's all these different levels of context that we have now that it, it, it's kind of like having the answer to the puzzle mm. but you're still like going through the maze anyway like on the back of your cereal box like well I'm just gonna do this for fun even though I know it's left right up down like <laughs> like right. we, we we know that it was drugs and like no. a, a horrible year for Britney in tabloids but to have these other contexts of how she was maybe an hour before and what the vision was gives so much like just cushion in the pushion of us watching Britney get fucked across the VMA stage. Yeah, absolutely. And it's such like a, you know, watching this now is like a full adult. It's like, well, this is a girl who is like trying to self-sabotage. You know what I mean? Yeah. As a king of self-sabotaging, I'm like, yeah, like I get it. As somebody who grew up a perfectionist and, you know, there was like up to a certain point I've said before, like we didn't really know 
bad Britney performances, which is why when there was one big astronomically bad one, it was world news because we didn't really know her to have bad live performances. And yeah, it just feels like somebody like being like, you know, if you guys are not going to let me take a break or like, you're not going to back off, I'm going to just burn this whole fucking thing down. Kind of like, I just don't care. And it's insanely relatable now, you know? And it is something that's really jarring because if you put into context what you're saying, I completely 100% sign on because when you think like the only real criticism of Britney back then was that she like lip synced, Mm -hmm. like that was really what people were poking at. And so our idea of Britney on the VMA stage really is like, a gazelle in the savannah or a polar bear in the tundra like this is her environment where she is meant to thrive mm-hmm. and to see something be so like such a nosedive is almost like there is the question of how intentional could it have been to you know say you know what i am over this and this song is give give them more. I'm going to yeah. give them exactly what's going to keep them talking for years to come and look where we are now, 15 years later. Yeah, and like you said earlier, I mean, it really adds to the point that like this was such a boys club evening and this was such Justin's night. And I've done a bunch of these VMAs now and it's so often that it is Justin's evening. MTV really like the real prom queen he was truly i mean can we be honest justin was the princess of this award show absolutely i have never seen an adult man act more like a child on their birthday who's had a sugar high like (laughs) he's so annoying and his stupid little like uh, like his stupid voice oh we'll get to him we'll get to him we will get to the justin of it all Um, and I do have some like insider, like not insider insider, ooh. but some insider tea um, when we get to it. So ooh, okay. Sticks around. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, yes. And then obviously after Britney's performance, um, Sarah Silverman comes out and gives a boys club, like real, yeah, like, like just the a jock in the room, horrible monologue where she says, it's so amazing that Britney Spears is 25 years old and she's already accomplished everything she's going to accomplish in her life. She said, she's so grown up, she's a mother and we watched her grow up on the stage. It's so crazy, just two years ago, she was a sweet, innocent young girl wearing slutty clothes on this very stage, withering around with a python, but it's not nice to call Madonna a python. And Jennifer Garner was not feeling it they panned over to Jennifer and she was head in hand like bitch what the fuck are you saying right now Jennifer Garner is a girl's girl and like one of the true feminists one thousand percent and she also said have you seen Britney's kids they're so adorable they're the most adorable little mistakes you will ever see they are as cute as the hairless vagina they came out of and then she literally (laughs) turned her head sideways and made her lips into a vagina. I mean, just to rub it in, like, like <sighs> Sarah was not looking for a breather, and it really was, like, it even got down to potty humor. Like, like was this yeah. your first set? Is this, 
is is she in like a Bushwick basement? Like, what <laughs> is your comedic like poop jokes, making fun of women and their children, and then confusing black people? Like, w- yeah. are, are you yeah. a forty five year old dad at a Manhattan bar? Like, what are you? <laughs> I forgot about the black joke. She's like. She confused 50 Cent and Kanye, said that they were the CeeLo. same person. Or CeeLo, yeah. Yeah. It's like, and then she's like, if you ever need to get out of an, ex- get a, like, she really did make, like, a duty joke. She was like, if you need to, like, say that you want to get out of something, say that you have diarrhea. It's like, are, are you joking right now? I wish she was. I really wish there was a joke. I really wish there was anything right. moderately funny. <laughs> I wish there were jokes. Um, oh, let's that- talk about this Alicia Keys performance. Oh wait, oh no. God. Oh wait, no, sorry. Not the performance. No, this is a performance. This is like <laughs> right. Have you ever seen someone do something so poorly oh my God. that you're like, oh, you are on this earth to do one thing, and that is to sing. Like Alicia Keys speaks like a third grader, like who 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 has to be pulled out of class to work on their like ad-libbing. Like the fact that she she has no self-timing with jokes she has oh my god one of the driest like monotone ways of delivering anything like it was <laughs> I, I, i'll tell you that i rewound this moment several times i was living for alicia's gig on that night because she yeah like you said she just has absolutely no presence outside of singing and yeah. so she's like they brought Alicia out to explain this evening because this isn't a, this is a confusing award show and nobody is performing on stage. They're all performing in bedrooms. So she comes out to explain that if you go to mtv.com that you can watch the performances on all these TVs and, you know, she's like having a hard time with the teleprompter. She doesn't really get what she's even explaining. Um, they keep cutting to different hotel rooms and like these people are annihilated. Like the night just got started and they're all fucking coked out of their minds at this point. So nobody's paying attention. She cuts to Pete Wentz. He's he's trying to explain <laughs> what's going on and his microphone doesn't work. So he's talking to dead air. So Alicia's got uh, her back. Alicia's got her back to the screen. And then they cut Pete off because he's there's no sound. And she just abruptly turns around and stares at the camera and start stuttering. <laughs> I mean, what what a what a look into the future of Pete went. To, like <laughs> the mic was never on. Like that that really sums up his existence. Like I I, I feel like he really is the guess who of 2007. Like yes. it does his spiky hair go slap down to his forehead to where it covers his iris. Or is she so awkward that she's forced to like inhale every second that she tries to speak? Like I, 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 I oh yes, Alicia Keys. That's her, you got it. Like I, I, these poor people, these poor people who do not get how long the internet is going to last. A mess, and it's such an. It's also a look into like how this evening is going to go because this is the first fifteen minutes, and it's already psychotic, and. Yeah, everybody just feels a little off. Like the evening is just off and it feels live in that way where you're like, this is a mess. Like it's live in that Mariah Carey New Year's Eve way. 
where you're like, I'm just gonna watch whatever this is because this is crazy. There's a know? vulnerability. There's a rawness. Yeah. There's a there's a discomfort in the people there, mm. which leaves you to be like, oh, like there's people that are the joke or there's people that are horrified that the joke is happening, not yes. the way that it is on the prompter. Like, <laughs> Yes. And they keep lingering on celebrities' faces who look mortified, like confused, mortified, looking around, scratching their heads, asking questions, you know, staring into the camera. Everybody is just very off this evening. And then we cut to, I guess what you would say is our first performance in very heavy quotes and it's Kanye several minutes into a performance of Good Life at the Good Life Suite that's the name of Kanye's palm room the Good Life Suite and we don't get to see the performance we just see a couple seconds of it Uh, (laughs) which is like the whole the weirdest thing it really was for the people there like this really was meant for like the studio audience (laughs) yeah they didn't give a shit about the people watching this event and then they cut to justin and timbaland their room is called like the southern comfort room or something and another performance that we don't get to see but we get a nice couple seconds of justin and timbaland performing um they performed like 40 times by the way the whole night is justin's you and you think about it and like you're like oh god it there it almost feels like the teen choice awards it's like do we not have other people that could have come yeah. and when you think about it you you know these songs these songs that they're playing in the hotel rooms like whether it's a Kanye or Fallout Boy or even the Foo Fighters like these mm-hmm. songs were just taking up the radio that much and there is a later performance where it really is just like the Avengers of 2007 music like whether they were on a track featured like <laughs> produced it they're all there the adventures that is the best way to describe it because they all just come out of nowhere from the floor from the curtain from the ceiling i'm like carrie hilson what's going on uh (laughs) nelly Furtado disappears from humanity for the rest of her career yes (laughs) after being forced to do this music she like apparently hated um but then yeah so we cut to uh to pete again who is surrounded by girls with in bikinis and there's a person standing behind him in a bunny costume nothing is explained his mic still isn't working so then nicole schwarzenberger and eve come out to present single of the year oh really i i I thought this was amy winehouse i thought this was amy winehouse walking out because (laughs) nicole has her biggest hoops that she got from the jersey shore she has her hair up in a beehive and then she's swallowed by a floral print, like mismatched pattern, like cocktail dress. And when you think about the glam that people put into award shows these days, yeah. like th- this really, like, do you think she was styled for this? Do you think this was like, do you think they were like, maybe Amy will win tonight. So maybe you'll get mistaken to be Amy. Like <laughs> what was her, what was her goal here? What was her reference? You know. This was a moment, I, I remember these sort of like strapless party dresses being a moment. And it's like, it's the, that classic silhouette of like strapless, rougey kind of top, like bedazzled waist, and then like a zebra poofy fucking bottom, like just <laughs> the tackiest. She looks 
I've never seen her look like this ever. I, I, I truly did not know who she was at, at first. At the height of the Pussycat fame. Yeah. Like, there were there really were people at the height of their fame that just did not know what to do with it. <laughs> She's the best example of that. She tried. Uh, yes. Um, oh god and I mean she burned some bridges trying so I can't I can't believe that she did she had all this planning like it's like a mastermind that doesn't know which planet they're gonna blow up it's like I I know I got this death machine and I have this hit song buttons and don't but I really I just don't know where I'm gonna like like what I'm gonna wear yeah and it's not often that your own band is like hoping you like fall and trying to sabotage you on stage you know those girls were ready with the marbles like ready they were like, let they were the marbles. They they were human marbles. They were, they were <laughs> yeah. treated as such. Yeah. And then we get the longest list for what did I say that this category was? Um, the single. Oh, single of the year. So it's Avril for girlfriend, Fallout Boy, thanks for the memories, Lil Mama, lip gloss, Hell Mims, yeah. this is why I'm hot, plain white tees, hey there Delilah, Shop Boys, party like a rock star. Daughtry, home, T-Pain, buy you a drink, and Timbaland, the way I are. Um, and also, did I say Rihanna for Umbrella? And Rihanna wins for Umbrella, and they flash to Lil Mama, who's like holding her head in her chin and tilting her head, like giving it up for Rihanna. Fucking Lil Mama, I can't. Yeah, I mean, and God, if speaking of people that really just like, nosedived in later editions like she deserves so much better like I I can I can still like stomp to that song like like (laughs) that's my paralysis demon is just me (laughs) doing the like lip gloss dance in my bed (laughs) (laughs) with like zebra print like neon pink high tops on um and this oh by the way this is peak Good Girl Gone Bad, Riri. So it's like... This chunky highlight. Can we talk about the hair? Yeah, we can. I mean, Rihanna is no stranger to, like, giving an era through Mm. the wig on her head. But, like, I think there really is nothing more quintessential, like, classic Good Girls Gone Bad than, like, like, she just borrowed Pete Wentz wig. Like, it's like, when Pete was not on stage she was like okay let me just take this and i'll make it a little different let me put some blonde streaks in it like this is what i'm this is my album cover that bob i remember that haircut being like i don't even know if there's like a way that i would it was like the farrah fawcett like it was like it was a moment like yeah the rachel the rachel it was everybody wanted that pc sort of flat ironed bob that had like long in the front moment you know, like it angled. Yeah. Um, just like a real era for butterfaces, like I mean, <laughs> yeah, covering like, up your whole you face. If you didn't look like Rihanna or Pete Wentz, like you could just like let me just oh, like <laughs> yeah. slip it on over. The old Kate Gosselin, but make it chic. Um, but yeah, so it's it's peak Rihanna, like peak Rihanna becoming like a punk rock pop princess and wearing like fingerless gloves and like more eyeliner like it's punk Rihanna you know um and we flash again to Kanye performing stronger and everybody is wearing shutter shades 
And again, we don't really get to watch the performance per se, but we get a couple couple seconds of it. It looked like it was fun in the Palm bedroom. You get the gist of it. It's what we saw is probably just as much as the people in that room remember. Like totally. the 15 seconds that we get, they're like, that's all I that's all I got. Like I, I couldn't <laughs> tell you what percent. happened after that. Yes. And then they oh, and I also forgot to mention that Mark Ronson is like the house band. Um Mark Ronson is like playing playing us out for commercial. And they keep having people perform these like doo-wop versions of their songs with Mark Ronson. So we get a doo-wop version of Smack That by Akon going out to commercial. Wild. What a sentence. What a what a <laughs> what what a way to send us out to like some like post-Bush commercials. Right. And like um, like the song was like if Amy Winehouse did like a feature on Smack That. That's what it sounded like. Um, I really wish she was here. She would have been so good. I wish she got her visa. <laughs> I know. I was like waiting to see if she would like be there because they talked about her so much. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that I read that um, her and Lily Allen were expected to come because they have one of like the larger awards. Like, um, what it's it's not I guess they just did single but they have some like award for their like hit songs and what one of the things that I just want to touch on is they keep cutting to Bill Hader and Seth Rogen who are basically paid for the entire night to just be like you don't want all these artists that you love to get forgotten like these one hit wonders so call and let us know that gym class heroes is your favorite band (laughs) and like who spoiler alert wins and can we we'll talk i mean yeah go ahead the fact that they were like the ones to win um and i was confused because it cuts to seth rogan and i was like i did not realize that ed sheeran was this relevant this early He literally looks like the saddest sack of Harry Potato I have ever seen just sitting in that chair with his hipster glasses, like straight off the Pineapple Express. Like, what is that man? Like, why are you here? You should be singing A-Team. No, like literally I was like, whoa, he's come a long way and I forgot. And it's not even that long. Like he's come a long way, but like, like it's like watching a three-legged dog like did it really get that far like it's farther (laughs) than you expected but like like with the other dogs it's not keeping up like yeah he he figured out his facial hair in 10 years I guess that's a triumph for him yeah I mean sadly they had to cut that award they they, they, they couldn't present that one on tv and also Aziz Ansari who isn't famous yet is like sitting next to Bill and he's got his back towards the camera and he's turned around like an audience member trying to be a part of like in the way that the can like people like in the audience would like wave into the camera Aziz is like a fan sitting behind it was so weird I, I think he might have just been a fan I think it might have just been like like Courtney Cox in the Bruce Springsteen music video like I think it was right. just like oh and Aziz was he's behind Bill Hader you can you can catch him before he was famous like <laughs> I, I I'm not gonna give him any more credit than that yeah. <laughs> and then this is I think the one that you were talking about we get the best uh the best new artist category which like what an amazing it's wild so Amy 
Lily Allen, and I'm a huge Lily Allen fan. I wish that she was there. Jim Class Heroes, Carrie Underwood, and Peter Bjork and John. And Robin Thicke come out. Robin Thicke and Jennifer Hudson Robin Thicke come out. Oh, what a great way to present this man. Oh my God. He fucking comes out and they're like, give it, they, the announcer goes, and now R&B royalty, Robin Thicke and Jennifer Hudson. I was like, Ro- Robin Thicke? And that's like calling like Prince Andrew royalty. Like that's like the same <laughs> level. It's like, yes, yes. My favorite up there with Barry White and right. like James Brown. Robin Thicke. Robin Thicke. Isn't he just like, he's just like someone's kid, right? He's just like a nepotism baby. Oh, he's a total nepotism baby who had like a single, you know, a couple great years and then fell off the face of the earth. And also Jennifer Hudson, they did absolutely dirty with that wig. They gave Jennifer Hudson the most shake and go. When I tell you shake and go straight from the bag, Halloween USA, like Elvira wig, took it out, shook it, took the netting off, placed it on her scalp, and pushed her out. It and was send her out there. She was like, I, I, I truly think that Matthew Knowles was on the set, and he just said, "Now my daughter is gonna look better. <laughs> that fat bitch is going out next." Like there was sabotage. There was sabotage. There, no there was. It, sabotage i'm sorry like they were like beyonce's getting the award and jennifer will not look better because they know that she was the best part of dream girls that year like there there is no way that there was not matthew knowles all over that yes and what i've learned from my other podcast beyond the blinds is that jennifer and beyonce allegedly couldn't fucking stand each other so that actually could be true um i i fucking believe it i mean jennifer (laughs) hudson has proven to just be like everything that soul is and heart and Mm -hmm. then beyonce is okay i can't get canceled on my first podcast i I don't want to be attacked already (laughs) but like she she is a product first like she is the persona she is not soul and there is a reason that listen falls flat compared to and I am telling you, even if it is a cover. I'm just saying. Listen, this is a safe space. I did God, a I nine... hope so. Oh my God. No, listen, I did a nine-part series on Beyonce on this podcast and I let her have it. I praised her, but I let her have it. And people know this is a safe space. I always say that I miss, like, I will say that I miss this Beyonce. Like I miss human being Beyonce. I miss her being like yeah. a person and talking and you know just being human like I miss her being not a, a goddess you know art fucking Andy Warhol art piece constantly like I just miss her being a person yeah I, I do think she was kind of on this track to being digestible and being mm-hmm. like like in the way Aaliyah was like I, I really do think that she kind of inhabited that space and I think it really is like the next two years when Sasha Fierce yeah. comes out that it, it really just like consumes her. Like yeah. she really does lose the half of her that's Harvey Dent and she becomes Two-Face. Oh my God, that's so funny. <laughs> oh my God. Can I, a, can I bring a Batman reference onto this pop culture? Like, 
podcast like doing oh pride i don't know it's pride month we'll save that for next month okay 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 i'm sorry i'm sorry yeah sorry <laughs> um and then we get one of the weirdest awards of the night it felt like a lot of the awards this year were made up and i know that they're always kind of made up but this one was an absolute fucking joke have we ever reheard of quadruple threat like has that ever come up again like some of these are really just like let's throw the dart at the board you guys the quadruple threat of the year award for people that have more than one job and then they even have to explain during the, like when they're announcing the names, why they're nominated. They're like, Beyonce. And then the voice is like, singer, activist, clothing line. Bono, activist, singer, actor. And they do that with everybody. So it's Beyonce, Bono, Jay-Z, they say rapper. What do they say? Rapper, clothing line, entrepreneur. Businessman, yeah. Wait, what? Yeah. Like, they, um, I mean, what? We can't even remember all four of them. They had to stretch them so far. Like, it's like, I, I don't know, like, father to be. Like, like um, these people are all business people. What is this? Oh, my God. And you you know, like, Kanye is, like, an activist because he held the door open for, like, an old woman one time. Like, he just didn't see her there. Like, and it told wasn't her the whole purpose. time while he, why he was brilliant. He, like, whispered in her ear that he was a genius. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he just shoved like the line glasses right over her face yeah. yeah and then we get justin who they say is it's an artist actor what was the third one i don't know like molested as a child like i we really do have to like stretch it out here like what else is justin timberlake to us like where, where former where lou perlman uh, boy band member, um, and then Kanye, uh, rapper, clothing line person, an entrepreneur or something. The dumbest fucking thing. Justin wins. Oh, it says Justin wins because he's a singer, actor, and has a clothing line. So they literally were just making up reasons to give Justin awards. What do you What do you think is in that Justin Timberlake clothing line? Like, what 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 do you think? Like. I'm picturing fedoras with wrapped bandanas around them that are like plaid. Like I am picturing like a suit vest that doesn't match the pants. Like mm. I, I'm, I, I don't know, like an oversized white shirt with a coffee stain on it. Like what, what it, was it giving? Definitely lots of vests, definitely lots of fedoras. Um, and also like, I'm picturing t-shirts with like graphic prints on them that say shit that he would never wear like things about dancing and you know soul and no it's just, it's just all like rap quotes it's yeah. just it's just all rap quotes and beatboxing like <laughs> oh hell god don't even say beatboxing because we have to talk about it in a little bit and don't even like <laughs> don't bring it up I can't uh... I'm sorry. I really feel like I'm letting us down this pride. You're right. Honestly, we both are. This was like, this is very homophobic of us. Um, but yeah, so Justin wins because he has an alleged clothing line. And then flash to Fallout Boy, who is halfway through their performance of Thanks for the Memories in their little hotel room. Um, and I mean, literally, the it's being filmed by a person with like a handheld camera just like walking around the party. And uh, we then cut to the Foo Fighters performing in another room. Um, 
next Kanye West and 50 Cent come out and give that iconic dirty look moment where they stand and touch nose to nose and Kanye has to stand on his tiptoes because he's little. Um, well, he a well, baby. <laughs> baby for podcast. <laughs> um, can we play? I want to play a game. Okay. Okay. I, I'm going to give you a 2007 fuck, Mary kill. Ooh, okay. Yes. Okay. Okay. Pete Wentz. Okay. 50 Cent. And Mark Ronson. Oh my God! Okay. I thought I, I thought Justin Timberlake would have been like too easy. So too easy. I, I I know he's just like kissed from existence. <laughs> well, I'm gonna say that you you marry Mark Ronson to get into the family. Yeah, I, I would have loved to like been at that Thanksgiving with Lilo and Samantha. Like that would have been so fun. You marry Mark to get into that damn family. I just gotta get close to Sam. You know. Gotta get yeah. close to Samantha somehow. Um, I think I think that you you fuck 50, right? And you kill P or that could be actually I don't I might fuck P. I, think ah! I, I don't know. I think I might fuck P. Like it makes I yeah, I would probably it's fuck just, P. It's just a Rihanna wig. It's just a Rihanna. <laughs> <laughs> That's what's you. I think a teenage me would be disappointed if I didn't say that I'd fuck Pete just because I like wanted to. And I remember saving his dick pic on my computer in high school. Oh my god. Oh so my yeah, god. I'd say that I'd fuck Pete and kill 50. Oh my god, that's so fun. I there was this moment where they cut to the camera to 50 during Sarah Silverman's set and he was like biting his lip like watching and do you think 50 Cent just has a thing for comedian like comedic women like, oh shit maybe like, do you think he just loves a funny girl like <laughs> I, I was thinking about that and I was like people are always shocked that Chelsea Handler dated 50 Cent for so long seriously yeah. but I kind of I kind of think of like the other way around like I'm kind of shocked that like of all men the person that Chelsea Handler this like known stole stone cold like brick of a woman is like allowing 50 cents delicate side to like take her over and fall in love with like that is mind-blowing to me yeah. so I, I really think he might have like a sweet tooth for like jokes like yeah I could see him really really enjoying a funny lady you know yeah. above all things like because it's so easy for him to access like women but like women that he really wants to be around I bet they have to be funny I bet Chelsea used to make him literally cry laugh yeah I bet she would just like joke about his bullets and just like yeah, make him, yeah, like, yeah. roll on the floor like she has no <laughs> filter but um yeah I, I could totally I could totally see that oh my god I see I would fuck the absolute shit out of 50 cent I think like <laughs> please uh, can I be a female comedian like please <laughs> you're like I'm a funny girl <laughs> yes please i was on a podcast that's what all the comedians do i'm a comic um so then we get the award for earth shattering collaboration and it's akon featuring eminem for smack that beyonce featuring shakira for beautiful liar <clears throat> excuse me gwen stefani featuring akon sweet escape justin timberlake featuring timbaland for sexy back and you two featuring Green Day for The Saints Are Coming. And no uh, one remembers it. You don't have to. You don't. You could have just left that one out. I or mean. whatever. 
Um, um, I was kind of surprised by this, but Beyonce and Shakira went for Beautiful Liar, and Beyonce literally looks like a Grecian goddess. Like she's like wearing this like draped, like honestly, it's like a Grecian inspired dress. It's like very flowy and gold, and her hair. She looks like one of the the goddesses in Hercules. In Hercules. Yeah, yeah. She looks like a muse. Like she she should like have totally taken that on in like the live action after Lion King like she she really had like a drapery to her that really um kind of like what we were talking about like it was almost one of the last times that it looked very like like she was obviously styled but Mm -hmm. it was very effortless like it wasn't like so much in your face as it was like the like beauty that doesn't like demand attention it's just kind of like effervescent yeah, and she still feels again very human. Like she feels approachable when she walked up on attainable. stage. Attainable, attainable. Like she was just so sweet and humble. I, I don't know. I miss old Beyonce. We won't get into it. I talk about it too much. Um, <laughs> and then we get played out by Mark Ronson and Adam Levine. What more could you ask for? Um, uh, tr- truly, the poor man's Justin Timberlake of two thousand seven. Yeah, my God, Adam. Fucking Levine, give me a break. And then we're back at the Southern Hospitality Hospitality Lounge with Justin Timberlake, Timbaland, Carrie Hilson, and T.I. T.I. is performing like a rock version of one of his songs. He's like going in. Um, so yeah, they keep going back to the, the, the hospitality lounge for whatever reason. And then we get a moment where Rosario Dawson comes out to announce the next performance. And she tells us that if we want to see tonight's uh, performances in full, you have to go to MTV.com to look at them. So we won't get to see any of them, apparently. And then this moment happens. Chris Brown comes out and makes his MTV debut. And I remember this night. I remember this being like a huge deal. I remember this performance. And I remember people being like, Chris Brown is the next, like, this was his like, I don't even like what are those like southern um balls? His debutante ball. This was his debutante ball. Yeah. This I was his showing into society. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I, I I I I'm from Alabama, so I'm from the Southern Hospitality Lounge. <laughs> I, I would have been yeah, I, I'm Terry Hilson. <laughs> I knew I knew you would immediately know what I was talking about. Yes. Oh my this god. Is his uh, debut. I'm also like I'm like, I just like aged out of it where I've been seeing Facebook posts from girls I went to high school doing it. And what a, like, in the same way it is to get a VMA, debutante balls really are just like a flagrant, like, declaration of how rich you are and how many connections you have. Yeah. And I, I it was a really good showing. I like, God, it's so annoying that I he know. has to be like, a terrible person like yeah like I know. there were so many like parallels to MJ that were kind of shoved in and it yeah. really was like MTV really had plans for Chris Brown and it just like you gotta kind of see it as the performance comes into Umbrella you obviously kind of get to see the fruition of their like feminine side of it with Rihanna and that she has kind of like done everything in the kitchen book and it's just so sad because he is so talented and it comes through just so authentically and he looks yeah. like such a like 
he was out of high school. Like he was a baby, child. It was really sad. I'm, I agree with you. It was very just kind of like, I remember at the end of it, just kind of giving like a huff, like, oh, it's so, he, there was so much promise to his career and MTV really gave him a moment. I mean, it was like, this was the performance of the night for sure. Um, and yeah, they, there were so many parallels, like you said, to Michael Jackson. And it was like his moment to show like, what kind of artist he is and how good of a dancer he is and stuff. And yeah, it was just really sad. And then after he finished performing, like, cause they, first of all, can I just mention that? So in the middle of this room, there are these platforms. Can we talk? Yeah, there, there's not chairs. No. Like, <laughs> like, this is like the Rainforest Cafe. Like there's just like a stripper <laughs> and your SpaghettiOs. Like, yeah. like but literally a stripper like withering her body above you while you're like That's what I'm saying. this is such a Vegas show like yeah you, you literally can't escape it <laughs> they're they're like these big little well they're like little tiny stages all over the room and they all light up and the celebrities keep coming out and presenting on them but they're literally in the middle of people's tables and Chris Brown randomly all him and his dancers start jumping from platform to platform over people's heads yeah like that was wild to me also you say dancers these are children these are like yeah like eight-year-olds like they're eight-year-olds like dressed up as Charlie Chaplin no but like literal like we're not even being sarcastic they're literal children um because they're doing like yeah Charlie Chapman thing and he's jumping 40 feet in the air over celebrities' heads. And they're all, like, ducking and, like, looking up. And, yeah, it was sad. And then, and then yeah, like you said, the curtain opens and Rihanna is in her good girl gone bad, just, like, high whore. It's high whore drag. She's got the fedora. She's got her little Claire's fedora. How high are we talking? Because those tights are shiny those are some shiny tights that she has on like they do not match the chest i will say like it it may it may be like mid-tier like high or drag like that's true it was it was very like going out like girl in 2000 college girl 2007 like going to the bar it was giving very that um Uh, another matthew knowles decision like those were definitely thrown in by beyonce's father it was um it was just yeah it was really sad and you could tell like in a way it was mtv's way of being like okay so our britney and justin moment is done and we need a new we needed a new prince and princess at the time there there wasn't like a a big pop couple and rihanna and chris filled that space and they were everybody's they were america's favorite couple oh uh, yeah how how the tide turned so quickly too you know it's like right after i mean it's just like wild but um yeah and then we see like a drunk diddy like reach over and like shake chris because he's so excited he's like they're all like hitting him and everybody's just like so excited for him I do think this was kind of like like this was like a like very becoming like like there are so many like black men that were just excited to see like I mean who before this was getting their chance on a platform like this and I think there was just such a like there was such a happiness like I I feel so bad I know 
I know. And it's so true. It was just like all of the black, the older black men in the entertainment industry, like all of the like dads, like coming over to like congratulate yeah. him. Um, and then they cut to Soldier Boy in Kanye's suite. And they are, Kanye's performing Crank That with Soldier Boy. Like, what is going on? I, I play this game in my head where I I see like a one hit wonder or a star that fell off in like the 2000s that we don't hear from anymore. And I play this game where it's like, when is the last time that they were next to an A-list star? Like I, I play mm. this with like Aaron Carter. I, I play this with Tara Reid and Soldier Boy is in this room like I was up in my elementary school like I'm pretty sure our extracurricular PE workout was crank that (laughs) like we we literally did like Zumba to crank that oh my god and I mean there was just a bunch of like southern white eight-year-olds doing like the superman move and I still remember every single step and I, I I think there was such a cultural moment for him that like, I, I, it's so weird to see him and Kanye as like equals. Right, and like Kanye's so proud of him. Like Kanye's so excited to be performing with him. Like, you know, and there are some really interesting YouTube documentaries about Soldier Boy and him like kind of creating the, the viral song that then becomes yeah. a real song. And like how he is to thank for so much of what social media went on to become and the way celebrities promote themselves. Mm. But it is, it's interesting to just like be in this moment where he is, that song is the biggest song in the world. And it's like, he also invented the idea of being a SoundCloud rapper, you know, it's crazy. Um, and then we get a moment with Whitney, Audrina and Lauren from the Hills. Oh my God, oh my God can we? <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Like, okay, they were only on screen for, like, 20 seconds total, yeah. all three of them. But we need, like, I have never been more sure that they just, like, green screened in three college freshmen in their mass comms <laughs> final, giving their, like, oral presentation. Like, the fact that these girls were on TV before, like, Lauren Conrad's posh, like, is this Iconic. really who was... This was our reality TV stars. Like, this is who we were like holding up on a pedestal as like the queens of MySpace, and they don't even know how to stand straight and Louboutin. Lauren, first of all, Lauren comes out. She's like, "Wow, amazing night." Adrena's <laughs> like, Adrena's like, "Hell yeah, hell yeah, amazing." Anyways, like, there's no presence. I mean, no like commanding of the room. Lauren could barely, she couldn't care less if she's on TV. It was like a, a, a nightmare. Audrina, just like, it was just a complete train wreck. It was the three bitchy girls standing by the bathroom and the bar. <laughs> and you're like, God, I literally hope they don't remember this in the morning. But yeah. Um, and I noticed that I keep making references to like classrooms and college and stuff. But like, this really does feel like a very like, like a frat party like it feels like yeah. very like I don't know you just can't keep track of it and I why do you think Heidi wasn't included 
You know, I was thinking about that. I, I, I guess, like, like I, I, was Whitney really, like, more important to, like, what, do you think she was, like, excommunicated after the, like, sex tape rumor? I guess at this time, Lauren <laughs> would not have agreed to present with her because Lauren was like MTV's golden child. You know, they loved yeah. Lauren Conrad. They do anything she said. So she probably was like, we can all present except Heidi. She probably made orders. Like, don't let her come to this event. Um, yeah. But- God. It, and it, it's so weird to see that girl have so much power apparently and like stand like that. <laughs> and just be such a like non-factor. Yeah. Like yeah, she was, was just very... such a non entity. Like, it's like, girl, you are really just not giving ever. Yeah. It just shows that you really just have to be skinny, white, and blonde to have any impact in the late 2000s. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Literally. <clears throat> um, and they announce male artists of the year. So it's Akon, Robin Thicke, T.I., Justin Timberlake, and Kanye. And I also love that the amount of people nominated for each category keeps drastically changing. So sometimes there's 30 people nominated. Sometimes there's four. It's just, it's a real free-for-all. And again, Mr. fucking Timberfuck wins. And he's like, hey, MTV, play more videos. Nobody wants to see the Simpson family on reality television. And I'm like, speak for yourself, you stupid, whiny cunt. I don't know. And wasn't like newlyweds taken off the year before like is it yeah. is he, like I, I I think Justin is just such a like he, he tries so hard to have the pulse mm. and he he really is the virus killing it yes um, <laughs> I actually I don't I don't know how like NDAs work or anything but I um used to like teach like an after school like extracurricular for kids in Manhattan and um I had like a fair share of celebrity children that I like had worked with or taught and Silas Timberlake was one of them and if there's any way to like I don't know have any idea what Justin really is like I think it would be his spawn especially with Jessica Biel of all, like, yes. fun. And, I mean, I, I really don't want to, like, <laughs> defame a child. No, yeah, 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 no, like, it's okay, speaking just say, like, everything that you think about Justin is just, like, yeah, there, there, there really is not a organic thought to him. Like, I mean, he... He, he really was just carried by MTV and like that he had slept with Britney Spears like mm-hmm. he, he really is like the quarterback that's just gonna like keep telling people that like the Matthew McConaughey and Dazed and Confused like he's just really gonna like milk that as far as he can well it's interesting too like like I said I've rewatched a bunch of these award shows <laughs> now and like to to revisit a culture that puts him on a pedestal and celebrates this like boys club mentality that he was a part of. And I mean, this whole night is like a circle jerk of all these men, like literally jerking each other off and and, and they're all douchebags and MTV. Yeah. Like you said, they really just put him on this like crazy pedestal and 
floated him for years and you know he was in control of the narrative for so long and it's just really wild to see what is going on right now in the world where he can't even go out up on stage and do a fucking you know heel turn on a, on, a, on the ball of his foot anymore without people making fun of him versus then when this whole award show revolves around him and he's winning they're making up awards to give him more moonman he won like eight times mm-hmm. it's just interesting you know um yeah <laughs> your face <laughs> i'm just oh god i like honestly don't want to spend any more time on him i know i know trust me trust me mtv did enough <laughs> <laughs> and then we get another three second performance of the foo fighters in a hotel room then they skip to 50 cent performing in the southern hospitality party again we get a shot of this is interesting we get a shot of justin Timbaland and Johnny Wright, Justin's manager at that time, who was Britney's former manager, and left her and then sued her to work for Justin. Um, and we see Johnny like walking with his moon man that he earned from Justin. Um, and yeah, I fully wanted to unalive the entire time. It was just that was a really tough moment for me, like that whole scene. Moving on from Justin Timberlake. Um, then we get another fucking psychopath up on stage. A baby-faced little Shia LaBeouf comes out. 21 years old, fresh out of the Hollywood womb. Shaking, sweating, nervous, can barely talk. His voice is trembling. And this is a great moment. No, my God. This is, (laughs) this is the equivalent of like the virgin and the fraternity, like running up and telling everybody that he got a blow job. Yeah. (laughs) Oh my God. No one cares, dude. (gasps) Okay. So Babyface Shia is there to announce female, female artists of the year. And the nominees are Beyonce, Fergie, Nelly Furtado, Rihanna, and Amy Winehouse. So Fergie wins. And Shy is like, uh, it's Fergie. Fergie's the one that won. And he goes, but um, but um, so I guess Fergie's not here. So um Ludacris is gonna take the award. Ludacris, <laughs> um, Luda. And Ludacris yeah. is sitting in the audience, like, I guess he's watching him squirt. Yeah, like he he doesn't <laughs> get up, he's laughing at Shia, doesn't get up to help, doesn't go up on stage, and he just kind of like he's like, I don't know, like I wasn't told to come take the award. And Shia's just standing there going, um, Ludacris ludicrous um luda and he goes okay um never mind i'm gonna take the award uh okay and then he like points at ludicrous like they just had a moment and ludicrous is laughing at him fully laugh i'm using my nail clipper by the way as a microphone just so everybody knows um ludicrous is laughing yeah but it's really like it's like an orchestrative like i feel like you're like a little bitch i appreciate you for letting me do this and not even like making a face at it i would never tell anybody now um but yeah that was like a very silly moment shia was drenched in sweat he looked very uncomfortable can i ask you another question sure so there when I think of Jacob's music taste and what was very becoming of him, it is based off what was played in his car with the babysitters mm. and at the roller skating rink where he would go probably four times a week. Mm. Two of the women who, I don't know, carried the chariot that rolled me down 
Tuscaloosa, Alabama super skate is <laughs> Fergie and Gwen Stefani. And why are these two women not present? Like, I get that they were at the height of their shit and they were probably like, why are we going to go to the VMAs? Like, I don't want to be in the same room as Justin Timberlake. But where were they? Like, Fergie, this is her Duchess year. Yeah. This is like, where is she? I was wondering this the entire time because I love Fergie, but first and foremost, as a homosexual, as a millennial homosexual, I'm a Gwen Stefani head, unapologetically. I fucking love Gwen Stefani. And I was just like, where is she? Like, she's nominated for everything, or she's at least being talked about a lot. And yeah, the sweet escape, was, if Akon is there, where the fuck is Gwen? I don't know. Uh, like, like, this was a, yeah, and Fergie too, this was a huge year for Fergie and Gwen. I don't know why they weren't there. I thought that was crazy. Truly, especially because this was kind of like both of, like, I'm not going to say they're one hit wonders because obviously Gwen had had a full career before this. Fergie had had a full career before with the Black Eyed Bees, but like, this really is their peak yeah. before a real fall off. Like yeah. we don't really have like a major pop single album from either of them that does commercially as well as these two. And to not capitalize on that really is like shitting the shitting in the basket you just built. Like I agree. What was all that effort for? Like y'all really are the princess, like. Britney is crumbling in front of our eyes. Take the right. fucking throne. Like, you have this space. And who was there but Lauren Conrad? <laughs> is shitting in a basket... Wait, what was that again? <laughs> what was that say? <laughs> oh, my God. I'm sorry. My Southern analogies. Uh, it's like, don't shit in the basket you just wove or, like, don't... That you just made. Like, it's like, you put in all that work while you're just gonna, like, shit in it. No, I love it. My grandmother is very Southern and, like, my family, like, our inside joke is we all say my grandma's, like, weird sayings, like, and nobody ever knows yeah. what they mean. So that was and very... See. Yeah, she doesn't either. <laughs> ever. I'm glad uh, I remind you of just, like, your grandmother with dementia. Just, like, <laughs> I'm like, I have a 90-year-old grandmother from Georgia. Um, yeah. She reminds me of you. No, but we then cut to Pam Anderson, who is, like, testing her microphone, and we hear Pam, she's like, she goes, she's like, hello, hello, is this thing on? And she's like, shut up, Tommy, Tommy, stop, Tommy. stop it, Tommy, Tommy stop. and he's, like, whistling. <laughs> I mean, they, re- they really gave her Pete Wentz mic, and, like, she's just stuck up on someone's table, and of course they put her right in front of the one where Tommy and Kid Rock are about to, like, fist the cuffs, and... Like oh this poor, like this poor woman, this poor woman, and her, if they, like, you're really right about the boys club thing because all of, if you think about it, when we get to the Miss Teen South Carolina, when you think about the Hills Girls, when you think about Pam, when you think about the jokes that Sel- Sarah Silverman makes, they are very boys club based in making fun or objectifying women Mm -hmm. even if it is the woman doing the speaking and like oh my god they they really just put her up there as like a flounder yeah they're like go ahead and jiggle go wiggle and jiggle pam go ahead do what you do best before epic movie yeah yeah um (laughs) i have another question okay so 
she's introducing Kanye West, who is about to perform for the umpteenth time tonight. Right. And she says that through Tommy Lee, like screaming up at her and whistling, she says that she was shoving her tongue down the throat of him in a desert. So first, number one question, is that, did they hook up? Is, 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 <laughs> Pam, and, is Pam and Kanye the hookup that I never heard about? Like, No, okay, so Pam, I had to think about this because I was like, what the fuck is Pam talking about? Did you fuck Kanye? And I don't remember. Is he the reason for 808 and Heartbreaks? Like, what is this <laughs> happening? No, okay, so Pam was in the Touch the Sky music video. Really? Yes, which which I remembered was like a desert video where he was evil Knievel and he was like going in a um one of those cannons to be yeah. jarred out. And she was like his hot girlfriend, like jumping and like waiting for him on the other side. So I think that's what she was referencing, but I had completely forgotten about that. Oh my god, what a what a what a I I guess that was a hot music video, but apparently Justin's not seeing any music videos on MTV, so I don't know how anybody (laughs) saw it. But like, (laughs) this also gets into something that I've found very fascinating in Kanye's career is that his obsession with fame Mm -hmm. is is really built through muses. Mm. Like, I didn't even know about the Pam, like, music video but when the second that I saw her introducing him and that they were friends I was like oh this reminds me of Anna Nicole Smith being in the workout music video which reminds me of his connections to Paris and how Mm -hmm. he was like the first time I saw my wife Kim Kardashian was in a Paris Hilton photograph by paparazzi she was with Paris Hilton to marry Kim Kardashian who will be our lord and savior of like you know miss pop culture of the 2010s but there really is a like crumb trail of muses of him working his way up the Hollywood ladder through either working with or dating these women right and my theory I 1000% agree with you I think that's brilliant and I also think that he like as somebody who understands the importance of a muse he then create he likes to create muses where he had gotten to a point in his own career where like, you know, then the next years we would see him come into these award shows with Amber Rose, who he like created. And then Kim, yeah. who I believe is like what he would say is probably like his best work. The Frankenstein. Yeah, yeah. it's full Frankenstein. Yeah. Like he created. He, he, he and... stole Amber Rose's ass and he, yeah. he took Her- Paris Hilton's like photography skill. I don't know. It's just like a mosh podge mm-hmm. of pop culture starlets. And it's so interesting to like from what we know now on the outside perspective looking back at like the little seedlings that he had already planted yeah it's very like um I kind of look at it as like an Andy Warhol (laughs) kind of thing like it's like his version of like Mm. factory girls yeah yeah I can totally see that um then when we come back from commercial we get one of our weirder performances it's fallout boy panic at the disco and taiga performing together I, I mean they really let anybody in the audience perform like if a Zizan sorry comes out and does a like tight five <laughs> I would not be surprised if he just took the mic like it is so random but like fun and then Megan Fox comes out to announce Timbaland and this is peak like Transformers Megan Fox and we cut to a drunk 
Timbaland, he, at this point, he is wasted. And he's playing beats and like his voice is all raspy. And he's White like- White beater on. Yeah. Yes, chain dangling. He's like, he's telling the crowd to put him up. And we transition to um, Lincoln Park. So that happens. There <laughs> uh, you go, um, straight. Yeah. And then one of my former crushes who I forgot that I used to be obsessed with, Adrian Grenier and Kevin Conley come out. Not Kevin Conley, but Adrian was one of my crushes. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> He's so beautiful. Re- I know, but like they really put him next to like the shortest little like <laughs> ruffle Miss Tuffle. Like they- he just looks like the like tallest, like leanest glass of like Air Apostle Gene water. Yes. And I mean, he really is at his peak beach douche. Oh, yes. And I could not name one thing he is in. And Kevin Connolly is truly giving, like, Miss Muppet sat on her tuppet or whatever. Like, he's the tiniest little... Um, he's the tuppet. <laughs> he's what Miss Muppet sat on. He's, yeah. yeah. He's, like, waiting for his curds in way. He's like, hmm. Um... <laughs> oh, my God. I love this little, like, suspenders he just gave him. Like, he really should have just been, like the lollipop guild <laughs> the lollipop guild oh no like literally he's teensy tiny um and yeah so they come out and by the way this is a deep cut but at so adrian grenier is holding a camera in his hand and it reminded me that he at this time was filming everything and he did a documentary that paris hilton was in that i'm pretty sure aired on mtv about being famous and it was just like all of this cut together footage of like all of these experiences. And he's holding, what he doing? yeah, he's like holding the camera. I was so I, confused. Oh my God. <laughs> it was holding a giant camera. Um, so they're introducing best group. It's Fallout Boy, Gym Class Heroes, Linkin Park, Maroon 5, and the White Stripes. Fallout Boy wins. Um, amazing moment. We then return to the Fallout Boy Lounge. We see Fallout, Fallout Boys performing. They then cut to like a dimly lit bedroom and Rihanna is standing on this bed in her high top converse because she's punk rock, feeling herself. Her hair is all chopped up and cut and she starts performing Shut Up and Drive with Fall Out Oh my God, this, this was my favorite part of the night. Like This was great. This revived me. This was such a good like, like three-fourths of the way through, like pick me up like the coke that Rihanna did right before she got off that bed was the pick me up equivalent to like what I had seeing her sing with the fallout boy <laughs> it was so fun and you could tell Rihanna there's like an energy that she has where she's like I want to be in a band I want to be in a band yeah. I want to be the lead of a band like she's like feeling herself if you told me that she came up with rated R during this performance, like I would have been like, yeah, I, yeah, I, I, yeah, like it was so fun. It was easily where they at, where they at, where they at, where my fly girls at, where my fly girls at, where they at, where they at, where they at. <laughs> <laughs> it was good. That was my favorite moment of the whole night, to be honest. Um, and your moments here, Alicia Keys performs No One. and she's basically being heckled by a drunk diddy who's living for it but also just like so obnoxious but tell me everything you think okay so 
Uh, for the longest time, I thought Freedom was by Alicia Keys, like R.I.P. George Michael, because <laughs> I thought this was her song. This was like a medley of No One and Freedom by George Michael. And mm. it was just like, like in the same way that Rihanna and Fall Out Boy revived me like a drug, Alicia Keys revived me like church. Like mm. I felt the Holy Spirit go through me and... I don't think a 2007 little prepubescent in the closet Jacob could deny any feminine urge to just like wiggle his little like bony ass to fucking <laughs> no one. Like that was like my like public pool song. Like that song and Leona Lewis's Bleeding Love would play that entire summer. And I just like, I felt like a heartbroken, like 20 something black woman. <laughs> like, I was just like, I was, I was in love, like these like grown women. <laughs> yeah. You're like at the pool rocking back and forth with your, with your uh, oh iPod in. My mom was so concerned. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> She's like, babe, who hurt you? Yeah. Why is his number one song, Waterfalls by TLC? Like, we have to put our son in therapy. We're getting divorced. Wait, well, yeah, why is he crying to it? Let's, let's yeah. figure this out. <laughs> um so yeah she and she did a really great job she did a a really really alicia did a really great job at that performance i thought um and then kanye and common are performing in the fucking good life lounge again when we come back from the commercial now fallout boy is performing close off with gym class heroes and neo so now neo has they have this like made up band it was like it was wild and apparently during the commercial, Tommy Lee and Kid Rock got into a fist fight over Pam because I, I'm assuming then at, it's 2007, so Pam would have been married. Who to neither him. of these men are with. Like, like is, is she with Tommy Lee? I don't I thought she had, I, I'm pretty sure that like, I know she went back to him. Yeah. But like, like, in my opinion, neither of these men have any like, they not even like, they they don't even deserve to be mentioned in the same sentence. Like the fact that like, her presenting an award like, like these men could have easily just sat down and enjoyed the show like everyone else. But I don't know. At least like we got some funny like white on white jokes, <laughs> like white on white yeah. crime jokes. Like that was like I, I'm I'm proud of Diddy for. At least that was it funny. Fun. Yeah, that was like genuinely funny. So then, yeah. So after they, I guess, fight because that happened during the commercial break, we come back to a, in my opinion, a very clearly just like coke out of his mind. Jamie Fox, like, literally cannot <gasps> stop talking. He the is... true narrator of the night. Like, oh <laughs> my, we, it could have been on more screen time. <laughs> Jamie was on one. <laughs> <laughs> he was on a bar <laughs> he goes up on stage with jennifer garner they stood there jennifer garner probably stood there for seven full minutes and didn't say a single word i mean he really just was like on one like he was going off the prompter just saying anything that was coming to his mind he was making jokes of people in the audience um and Jennifer's like, okay, well, I'm going to read from the teleprompter if that's okay, because you're out of your fucking mind. Yeah. <laughs> Jennifer Garner was trying to deliver, like, a president, like, Michelle Obama speech. And Jamie Foxx was doing, like, 
like he was a living ad lib like he just wanted <laughs> to do improv like he he he, he was like oh god he was screaming at people in the audience he was like promoting a movie yeah, like he kept over like and over he kept and over screaming about the kingdom like it's like june 15th the kingdom's <laughs> on june 15th it's like okay girl like your little buddy cop <laughs> film we get it um i i was really like I, I found it endearing, but poor Jennifer Garner could not have been more uncomfortable. No, like, she was like he, he started actually beatboxing for her and told her to catwalk and like Yeah. I At mean, one point she goes, What's going on? <laughs> yeah. Uh, um so Jim Claus Heroes and Fallout Boy win for bet one of them wins for bet. I don't even know who wins. One of them wins for best new artist. We cut to 50 Cent. He's performing in the club in his little lounge. Um. Yeah, Travi McCoy fucked Katy Perry good that night. Oh, he he, he fucked he he fucked uh, Katie Hudson, his <laughs> his his unfamous girlfriend who is you know dating this like on the top of the world rock star and she will never go anywhere. And she's like very honored to be asked to perform at uh, Warp Tour. She's like, it would be my dream. Thank you so much. Yeah. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Follow my MySpace. <laughs> Yeah. Um, and then yeah, Miss South Carolina, Miss South Carolina Teen USA, who was like one of the first YouTube viral YouTube videos, I, I would say. Um, she comes out and does like a, a little parody of her speech. She's like, You may, may remember me from such speeches such as um, because that was like her thing that made her famous, things such as over and over. We really as a country cannot have a young woman make a mistake like mm-hmm. that is really the consensus from the beginning to the end from Brittany to this poor like 17 year old girl that they are propping up for more clickbait like right women really cannot make a mistake like we have physical altercations happening by grown men fathers in the audience and this poor girl is like being handed a speech as she's like rolling her eyes because she's so over that she was like she doesn't even want her 15 minutes like this poor no. girl just wants off the stage she even announces herself as the girl from the internet i was like oh poor thing uh maybe she's still on it maybe she's doing porn i don't know <laughs> from such films such as um so then mary j blige comes out and she announces yes. she looks gorgeous stunning oh my she god really good she yeah, looks this so really beautiful I I know she was performing like she had an album out so I'm really kind of it was yeah. kind of like a a tease like I know um I, I don't know but yeah she's like she's introducing Dre yeah so she's like giving Dr. Dre like you know when award shows another made up award yeah Yeah, where they would make makeup shit to just like honor somebody for literally no reason it's like let's honor Dr. Dre it's like all right so we honor him for like 10 minutes damn good he looked real good. I mean, he, he, I enjoyed the 10 minutes. I was like, <laughs> oh my goodness. It's like when Dr. Dre got like really buff out of nowhere. It was like, whoa, he had like giant muscles. I was like, holy shit. Um, yeah. And then he announces the nominees for video of the year. So this is the big moment. So it's Beyonce Irreplaceable, Ju- uh, Justice, D-A-N-C-E, Rihanna Umbrella, Justin Timberlake, what goes wrong comes around. Kanye for stronger, and Amy Winehouse for rehab. 
Rihanna wins, which is major. Yeah. Which was so great. She gave her little princess speech and she looked so, and that pink dress, that pink prom dress, perfect. Yeah. Yeah, it, it really is the epitome of like, I'm wearing sneakers under my prom dress. Like yes. it really is like that like 2000s, like fishnet, like Tumblr yeah. side to it. Not even Tumblr, it's like, I, I guess you would just show up at um, that store that sells dildo Spencer's. <laughs> you would just go to the dildo store. That's just like how Tumblr <laughs> used to be. You would just show up at your closest Spencer's and meet your people. That store that sells dildos. And the fact that I immediately knew you were talking about Spencer's, I'm obsessed. Yeah, um, that's like where you got your dildos before you were legal. <laughs> yeah, and like, um, like, like dumb wedding shit, like penis necklaces and stuff. Yeah. You know? Penis straws. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I, I tr- and, and, and in f- like theme fashion, this dress is like dildo pink. Like it truly is like neon. bubble gum wrapped around her. Yes. Highlighter pink. It's perfection. And then that's when we get the moment where Sean P. Diddy Combs comes out and he's like, Well, I was supposed to present a, an award with uh, Kid Rock, but he goes, We have to stop, stop this white on white violence in rock music. <laughs> <laughs> which was amazing he's like i know that rappers fight a lot but you rock stars fight too and we just have to stop the white on white crime it's really sad yeah. um um in in, in t- 2020 when i was marching in the protest in new york that i, I wrote that quote on my sign that was <laughs> 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 no, oh my god I'm we kidding. need to but, stop like, this like, senseless like, white on white crime it's not just the hip-hop artists like it's also the rockers it's the like, rockers too it's not just black stars. people, guys. <laughs> oh my god! And then we get a performance from Metallica that I'm going to cross over, and the moment that we have all been waiting for, apparently, as you called it earlier. The uh, what did you call it? That was very funny. <laughs> the Avengers of 2007 yeah. pop culture. Like, <sighs> oh my god! This I is mean, wild. If, if Nelly if Nelly Furtado should have like cartwheeled in, like she should have done like a backflip or like come in on wires, like uh. it was wild. Nelly Furtado, Justin Timberlin, Carrie Hilson, they all did they did all the songs, and you know they and I actually really liked that Nelly opened it with "Do It" because I "Do It" is such an underrated Nelly Furtado song. Um, I was like, that's fun. what is your like go to? What's your like go to Nelly song? Oof. honestly probably do it i love i love that song i listen to it all the time cool i need a i need a like she's someone that i like i am like singing her praises but like if if you looked at my like library on my phone right now it would probably just be promiscuous and like <laughs> okay. i'm like a bird <laughs> like, <laughs> like that's okay that's <laughs> probably many people <laughs> yeah. uh but she um, is cute and hot <laughs> and like I did kind of like her, like, like her side hat. Like, I couldn't tell oh my if it was God. like French appropriate, but like, it was really cute. She was wearing a little beret. It was a little like sparkly yeah. beret, and I forgot that those were like a those had like a moment at the time, like sequin berets. We got to bring that back. Oh my God! You could have put like a rhinestone on fucking anything, and someone would have put it on a red carpet back then. Like for sure, but. <sighs> Yeah, they close out the show. Justin closes out the show. And it's just so anticlimactic. Like, we could have just let it 
on like Rihanna walking off and like singing one more song. Like she had other hits, like she could have closed this out. Yeah. But um, I, I mean, like I said, like when you think about Timberland and Justin Timberlake and Nelly Furtado, like Carrie Hilson, like these are people that had a hand in every single pot, like pot that was being awarded tonight. Like yeah. they really were kind of like of the time. Yeah, and, like, that little group that they had created for, like, just that year, like, those couple years was really a major deal, you know? It was, like, they came out of nowhere, and, like, they were appearing in each other's music videos, even if they weren't in the songs, and it was fun. Like, I will say it was the last time that I really genuinely enjoyed Justin Timberlake. I, I, at this time, I liked him. I liked Future Sex Love Sounds, you know? I liked the music and I liked what he was doing and now we literally have the blueprint in front of us on how we got to that like we mm-hmm. were literally fed him as like the golden boy new king of pop like yeah he he really was exalted to that level and um I, I mean I think it shows that just how much we've grown and how much we can celebrate and how much more we have to grow <laughs> <laughs> yeah very very much yeah um the fact, the fact that P. Diddy's comments on white on white crime did not stop any of what happened <laughs> is just ridiculous. <laughs> well, do you have any like closing 2007 VMA thoughts? Anything that we didn't cover? Anything that in your notes that you wanted oh to say God. that we didn't get to? No, we like, I mean, we scraped the like barrel on this one. Like, yeah. I, I really, um, I, I'm glad because we were really worried that like Britney would just take up this whole thing, but um I I think it is important to kind of like look into the little pockets of what else is going on and why maybe she overshined in her own kind of like looking back it was such a magnitude of like a downfall but the other seedlings that were really planted like Rihanna and Chris Brown and Justin Timberlake that were like to come in varying degrees of success (laughs) Um, uh, I was telling Jacob before we started that, like, whenever I do these VMA episodes, if it was one that Britney performed at, typically people don't really remember anything that happened after her. Um, the whole award show is kind of defined by whatever she did there. So it's really fun to look, like you said, to look at these little tiny weird performances. In this case, it was very weird, but yeah, this was this was really fun. Like, I'm happy that we did this. I'm happy that I I finally got to cover it. And how, how was Baby's first podcast recording? How do you feel? Oh my gosh, I feel well fed. I'm ready for a nap. I'm ready <laughs> to be laid down and swaddled. Um, <laughs> this is so fun. Yeah, I, I really appreciate you like giving me my first audible platform. And what a better topic to start it off with. Um, I really appreciate you being the little shepherd to my sheep. <laughs> listen if there's anybody that is good to shepherd it's me I shepherd all the time um tell people where they can find your art and Instagram and where they can follow you and buy all your things yeah I'm Jacob Frazier um my Instagram is watercolor and you can find me on Instagram where you can message me about commissions buy pieces of Britney art that already exists prints and um, at the northern east corner of McCarran Park, where I've started doing portraits in Brooklyn. 
you guys like i'm telling you if you listen to this podcast you will love jacob's art it's really good and i appreciate you for doing this with me this was so much fun this was so much fun thank you for having me of course well you guys i hope that you enjoyed it i will see you next week bye thank you for listening to dunzo this podcast is a part of the solid listen network Please take a moment to rate, review, and subscribe if you haven't already. Also, be sure to check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash solidlisten for exclusive content. You can follow me on Twitter at Troy McGee, and you can follow the podcast on all forms of social media at DunzoPod. That's D-U-N-Z-O. Thank you to executive producer Molly McAleer and coordinating producer Nicole Matthew. the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.